You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a great day. As I record this, I am currently on my quote unquote vacation. Took a week off of work, didn't go anywhere, but I have just been relaxing, trying to give my brain and body a break so that I can come back feeling just rested and rejuvenated for all the fun things coming this summer. Next week, which will have been Monday when this comes out, because I'm recording this in advance, the newest round of No Bullshit Business School will have started. And I am so, so pumped for an incredible three months with these women covering all things business strategy, marketing, sales, using Instagram to grow your business, the energetics of business, all things manifestation, how to actually coach people. And we get into some brain rewiring as well. And if you haven't yet heard, my dear friend Rachel Barber and I officially launched our brain rewiring certification course. It is now open for enrollment. The six-month program will officially start July 15th, but enrollment is now. Now's the time to apply, hop on a call, and see if this is the right fit so you can get in this round, which if, you, if you're interested in this, I would recommend hopping in sooner rather than later. We've gotten a ton of interest already, which we are so excited about. And because this is the first time we are running the certification program, you will probably get a lot more access to me and Rachel in this round than in any future groups. The Brain Rewiring Certification Program is for any coach who wants to expand their skill set and for anyone who isn't a coach but wants to become a coach. You can use brain rewiring to help someone get really any result, whether that is healing their physical body, healing from chronic illness, like Rachel uses brain rewiring in her practice for. Just go to the Rachel Barber on Instagram and look at her incredible testimonials from clients who have not gotten results from anywhere else in the medical system, Western medicine, and alternative health. Truly, truly incredible results. So it can help with healing from chronic illness. It can help with weight loss. It can help with fitness. It can help with relationships, money, all things manifestation. What brain rewiring is, is really shifting the neural pathways that we've created in our brains that have been cemented over time. And when we shift those neural pathways, we send new signals to our body. This can change the sensations we feel. It can change the way we look. It changes the way we think. It changes the way we move physically through the world, and it changes what we attract in. And the brain rewiring process we teach in this course is a very step-by-step, systematic way to really manifest in anything you want. And so this applies to any type of coach. If you're a coach, you probably are a coach because you want to help people. You want to help them get results. You want to help change the world. And brain rewiring is the most powerful way to get there. So if you're a coach and you feel like you haven't really learned everything you need to know to get clients the results they want to create true, incredible transformations, and or if you feel like you haven't actually learned how to build your business, brain rewiring will change the game for you. Not only because we teach you how to use this process in your own practice with your clients so that they can achieve incredible results themselves, But the first part of this course is we teach you to rewire your own brain because, of course, you have to go through the process yourself before you can teach it to someone else. And you're going to rewire your own brain to bring in more abundance, more clients, more money. There is truly nothing else out there like it. 
So within the six months, the first part will be Rachel and I teaching you how to rewire your own brain for abundance. And this is going to open up so many doors in your life. It's truly unbelievable. We will be teaching you all about how to apply this exact process in your own practice. We teach you how to be a great coach, how to actually build a successful practice, and all things marketing and sales. Because we all know that you probably went through school and realized you didn't learn anything about how to actually market yourself. This is the exact process that Rachel and I have both used in our own healing journeys physically and also with our businesses. When we started applying this process to our own businesses, this is when we both started hitting six-figure months. So it's a total game changer. And if you are interested, then definitely head on over to brainrewiringcoach.com. You can also check out our Instagram at brainrewiringcert. But if you are ready to take your business to the next level, then you can go ahead and apply for enrollment right now at brainrewiringcoach.com. A lot of exciting things happening and even more to come. So stay tuned. But like I said, right now, as I record this, I am on my quote vacation, taking time off. It is very important for me to have blank space in between times of a lot of work, a lot of creation. Otherwise, I get burnt out and I lose my creativity. So I really have to build in time to just totally go offline. However, realized I needed an episode to go up. So here I am recording a solo. And today's podcast is going to be a part two of my last solo episode, which is episode 324, all about confidence. So if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, episode 324. I shared my story of how I grew my confidence, how I built my confidence over time. I shared more of my background, kind of how my personality changed over the years and how I had really low self-esteem for a long time and how I ended up building my confidence. And it's just crazy to me where I'm at now. When I think about how I felt years ago, it's it's really interesting, the change. So I would strongly recommend you listen to that episode, episode 324, if you haven't yet before listening to today's show. In today's podcast, I am going to talk about 10 ways to build your own confidence. And some of these I discussed a bit in episode 324 when I was sharing more of my story. But I wanted to structure these in a way that would be really helpful for you if you are looking to build your sense of self-confidence. And I can make this a really long list, but I thought I would start with 10, 10 that really helped me. And like I said, I mentioned many of these in episode 324 in more of story format, but thought it would be helpful to just lay these out one through 10. And if this is an area of your life you are looking to develop, then you can choose any of these 10 to implement in your life and just leave the ones that don't interest you, or you can be an overachiever and start implementing all 10. And if you find this helpful, then definitely let me know because I can do more episodes related to this topic. I could definitely add to this list, but these were the 10 that helped me the most. So I wanted to start here. So Let's go ahead and hop into 10 ways you can start growing your confidence. And these are in no particular order, just so you know. But let's start with number one. The first thing you can do is start trying to figure things out for yourself, look for answers yourself, and really just do things for yourself. This is very much overlooked, and this is especially relevant in today's online age where people think that. Other people on the internet, other people on social media are Google for them and they ask questions that they could Google and find the answers to themselves, but instead they want to ask somebody else to get the answer from them. And I'm not talking about when you're asking someone's opinion on a personal recommendation. Well, maybe I am if they've talked about it in a million other places. But I think we all we all know what types of questions I'm asking about, the questions that you could Google or look up yourself. Looking up answers for yourself is such a simple thing you can start doing that has a profound effect on your self-confidence because you'll start to realize that 
You don't need other people to find the answers for everything. And a lot of people ask me about how I just have a natural sense of confidence. And I think a really big contributing factor is I have just always been used to figuring things out for myself. And there are some people who, whenever they have a problem, the first thing they do is try and ask somebody else what the answer is. I've never been that way. And I was always just the, I mean, I was the kid who never wanted to ask my parents for help. I just wanted to figure it out myself. I never wanted to ask the teacher unless I had looked in all the books, Googled everything I could, gone to the library. And I think just having that type of personality helped me build confidence because I realized how many things I could figure out for myself, which also meant I asked a lot less questions than other people. And the questions I did ask were a lot more thought-provoking. And I think that this is kind of an issue with society and like why so many people struggle with self-confidence is because we're sort of just taught to ask other people for help. And I want to be clear, it does not mean someone is a bad person if they ask other people for answers. It's how a lot of people really just screw up. But something you can start doing is whenever you have a question, whenever you have a question, and this is going to be awkward at first, stop before you ask somebody and ask yourself, could I look this up? Have I looked this up? Where do I think the answer is hiding? Could it be on Google? Could it be on this person's website? Could it be in this book I have? Could it be on YouTube? Is it in someone's Instagram post? Make sure that you have tried as hard as you can to find the answer yourself before you ask for other people to give you the answer. It is very empowering and is very simple, but it is a very strong way to start building your own confidence because you're going to realize that you can do it. You can figure it out yourself. You don't need other people to have all the answers. And this also comes with doing things. And obviously, I mean, we all know I'm a fan of asking for help when we need it, but I think we all know deep down which side of the spectrum we're on in terms of we never ask for help or we always ask for help. And if we're somebody who always asks for help, then it's time to start doing things yourself that you can. And it can come across in really simple things like Maybe someone else always drives or you have someone cook a certain meal for you. You have someone else take out the trash. You always need someone else to make an introduction because you don't want to do it yourself. You want somebody else to make the first move. Do things for yourself that you can and find answers that you can. And I'm also going to add in another point here. So this is 1.1, which is don't ask other people for advice. And that shouldn't be your life motto. It's really important to ask people for advice when necessary so you can grow, people who have more experience in an area. But I'm talking about the little things. And something you can start with is for the next two days, just start paying attention, maybe write it down, to how many times a day you ask somebody else for their opinion instead of tuning in and listening to your gut, your intuition and your own opinion. So this can be, are you asking your friend what you should text to the person you are romantically interested in? Are you asking a friend if you should go on a date with this person? How should you play it? Should you play it cool? Should you play it hard to get? Should you be all over that person? Or what about, should you take the job? Are you asking all of your friends and your family, should I take this job or that job? Should I live in this city or that city? Do you like this apartment or that apartment? You're at a restaurant and you're asking everybody else, these are the three things I'm thinking about. Which one should I pick? And I want to be clear, when you ask for people's advice at strategic times and, you know, every so often, it's not a problem. It's not a problem to ask for people's advice, but this is something to start looking at. Do I ask for advice when I don't need to? I had a friend in college who is probably one of the most self-conscious people I'd ever met and literally every day asked me, what she should wear. And it was this big dramatic experience every single day. And I was just thinking, oh my God, how can you move through life if you can't even decide what to wear by yourself? And every single day you have to ask me what to wear to class. You know, it's one thing if you're going out and you want my opinion, but every single day, and that translated over into romantic partners. It translated over into what to buy from the grocery store. It showed up in so many different ways. And what, what this was really rooted in was low self-esteem because when we have confidence, we feel confident in making decisions for ourselves and having opinions and choosing what, what we prefer, what we like, what we think is, is the right thing. So if you're looking to grow your confidence, if you know that you struggle with your self-esteem, start paying attention to how many times a day you ask other people for 
their advice or their opinions. And this is in the small things. And you'll start to realize how often you ask other people their opinions and what they think. And then after you have realized how often you ask other people for their opinions, go 24 to 48 hours, challenge yourself without asking for anyone else's opinion or advice about anything. It is a really difficult exercise for people who struggle with this, but really, really powerful. So that's number one. Start looking for things for yourself, get answers for yourself, do things for yourself when you can, and try not to ask for people's advice about things that you really don't need their advice about. This will teach you to have confidence in your own abilities to figure things out for yourself and have confidence in your own opinions because you will realize that when you don't ask other people for their advice, you can make decisions for yourself and things work out swimmingly. Let's move on to number two, which is play to your strengths and delegate your weaknesses. Now, this is something I could have a whole podcast about. And I talk about this a lot with my business coaching clients. And there is this lie that we are taught that we should basically spend our whole lives trying to get better at what we're bad at and fill in that gap. And a lot of people spend their whole lives trying to be better at the things that they think they should be good at. But I would really like to reframe this for a second because this can be a huge waste of time. Yes, it's really great to know where our weaknesses lie and how we can avoid falling into traps related to those weaknesses. However, spending your whole life trying to get better at things that you're bad at is kind of a waste of time. Here's the thing. Everyone has a unique personality and unique strengths. And really, we are all here to contribute something to this world, play a unique role. And that's why we're all here. So that if we all lean into our strengths and play the role we are meant to play, then it all works together. It's like all the puzzle pieces come together to create this beautiful picture because everyone is serving their purpose. Everyone is playing their role. And when we all lean into what we are naturally good at, then the things that we aren't so good at, hey, it's fine because someone else on this planet is good at it. So that job will be filled. And this really impacts confidence because a lot of people, because they're taught that they should figure out what they're bad at and try to get better at it, or they have it in their head. Somebody told them a story that you are more successful or you're smarter or you're better, whatever, if you have XYZ traits, if you have XYZ abilities. So they spend all their time trying to be that person and be great at those things. But maybe that's just not what they're naturally good at. So as they are trying to be so great at XYZ, they start to feel really bad about themselves. They start to compare themselves to other people and they feel like, why can't I just be that way? That's what I should be like. And it's just a story. And I really want to empower you to figure out what your strengths are, what you're naturally good at, and lean into that. And especially in business, people waste so much time with their businesses trying to do all the things and play all the roles. Look, if you're not good at something, outsource it. If you're not good at graphic design, don't waste your time trying to make all of these graphics. Just hire a graphic designer. If you're not good at administration, have somebody else manage your admin. If you are not good at writing, have somebody else write for you. Trust me, it will be a lot better if you just outsource it and have somebody else play to their strength, which might be copywriting, than it will be for you to waste hours trying to write something that ends up not even being as good as someone who is a naturally amazing writer would be if they did it in the first place. Or, you know, if you are not that great on video, then don't spend all of your time making YouTube videos because you heard that's the best thing for your business and your growth. Instead, tune out the noise and really listen to what you are naturally good at and lean into that. For example, I am naturally good at the more creative side of things. I'm good at writing. I'm good at creating content. I am intuitive. I am great at marketing and sales naturally. So I lean into those things and then I outsource things that I'm bad at, like finances, not good at it. Logistics, organization, I have someone else help me with that. Can I do these things? Yes, I can. But it's going to be a lot faster if somebody else gets it done for me. And it builds my self-confidence to spend more time on the things that come easily to me that I'm naturally good at because then I feel like I'm achieving. I know people appreciate it. Versus if I'm spending all this time on things that are more difficult for me, that I'm spending 
a concentrated period of time feeling frustrated and knowing I'm moving very slowly when somebody else could be moving more quickly. And it's just, it's just not ideal and really a waste of time. So you will become more confident if you learn to play to your strengths. That's what we all should be doing if we really want to add value to the collective, because if we naturally play to our strengths, then we will be putting out our best work. If we are trying to spend a lot of time doing things that are not in our zone of genius, then we are not only wasting time for ourselves, but also kind of hurting the collective. Let the expert play their role in their field. And everybody is an expert in something. You might not view yourself as that, probably because you're spending too much time trying to work on your weaknesses or be better at something that somebody else is good at that you you think you should be. But you will realize you're an expert when you start tuning into what you are naturally good at and adding more of that into your life and just leaning into it. And part of this is releasing the idea that we have to do things a certain way or be be a certain way to achieve a certain result. That's not true. Being a pioneer will definitely build your confidence. So don't worry about that. But it is definitely going to be a blow to your self-esteem if you are spending a ton of time doing things that you're not naturally good at. No one is naturally good at everything. Everybody has a strength. So lean into that. You will build a lot of confidence doing that. If you are looking for the easiest biohack ever to transform your sleep, which will transform your health and life on so many different levels, then you need a pair of high quality blue light blocking glasses in your life. And I want to emphasize the high quality part. There are a lot of blue blockers out there on the market And a lot of them are not legit and aren't actually doing their job. So I don't want you to fall for all of these marketing schemes. You know, I'm all about wellness realness. And that's the realness is that a lot of companies are just trying to take your money and aren't producing high quality products. And that's why when it comes to blue blockers, my favorite pair and the company I trust is Blue Blocks. They are the only company that offers blue light filtering lenses backed by the latest science. They don't make any substitutions that will sacrifice the quality just to save costs. And trust me, you will notice the difference. They have three lenses. Their Sleep Plus Red Lens, which is a 100% blue and green light blocking lens for after sunset use. So when the sun goes down, you put on the Sleep Plus Red Lens to help improve your sleep, reduce your anxiety, and relax you so that all of that blue light doesn't affect you because I know you're still looking at your phone and your TV and your computer. Let's be honest. And for during the day, you can either use the blue light clear lens, which is a blue light filtering lens, best for people who work under more natural lighting during the day, or you can use a summer glow yellow lens, which is blue light blocking meets color therapy. And this is best for people who work under more intense artificial lighting during the day. Both the blue light clear lens and the summer glow yellow lens will help reduce migraines, headaches, macular degeneration, and digital eye strain. And the Summer Glow Yellow Lens will also help protect you against anxiety and depression that might come on seasonally for you. That's where the color therapy comes in. So the protocol I would recommend is either getting the Blue Light Clear Lens or the Summer Glow Yellow Lens for daytime, and then the Sleep Plus Red Lens for the evenings, and the Remedy Sleep Mask to wear while you sleep because it is a 100% light-blocking sleep mask that makes the world of a difference for improving your REM and deep sleep cycles. I have tested these products with my Aura Ring and they work. Using Blue Blocks glasses will not only help you get the best sleep of your life, but they'll also end up giving you more energy during the day. You'll feel more relaxed. You'll get less headaches. You will just feel happier. You'll be far more productive. As an entrepreneur, I need these to be my most productive. And this helps to balance many different hormones your sleep hormones, your stress hormones, your sex hormones, and your hunger hormones. Yes, this can literally impact your weight. Blue Blocks has about 20 different frames to pick from, so you will definitely find ones that you love. I always get compliments on my blue light blocking glasses because they're actually stylish. A lot of other companies make these not so cute looking glasses. Blue Blocks are the best. You can also send in your own frames if you want those to be turned into blue light blocking glasses. And they also offer a custom-made prescription service as well. So if you want to get your hands on the most effective, highest quality brand of blue light blocking glasses out there, then just head on over to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And you can use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% 
15% off. And next time you're wearing them, take a selfie on Instagram, tag me on social media, tag Blue Blocks, and that way I can see which frames you got. Number three is to draw boundaries. I have an episode coming out very soon. Actually, I think it might be the next episode all about drawing boundaries with an expert in boundary drawing. So stay tuned for that because drawing boundaries is one of the most powerful ways to build confidence for sure. Not only are you allowed to say no, but I encourage you to say no to things that you don't actually want to do. Nobody wants a pity yes, and nobody wants somebody to say yes who isn't fully emotionally invested in something. And remember that drawing boundaries is about what you will and won't do. It's not about other people. It's not about telling other people, don't do this, don't do that. It's about, I only do this when this happens. I do this at these times. This is how I function. These are my boundaries. Boundaries create space in your life and they also build confidence. Because when you say no to something else, or when you say, this is my box, this is how I live, this is what works for me, and this is what doesn't, you're actually saying a very strong, loud yes to yourself. When we don't have any boundaries, we're just saying yes to everyone else, and we really are saying no to ourselves and our own needs. A boundary is saying yes to ourselves and also yes to other people in the long run because boundaries are needed to continue relationships. I'm sure you've heard that many times before, but it's so true. So it's worth saying again that boundaries allow you to continue relationships because when you have no boundaries, then over time, resentment, frustration, anger, sadness, annoyance, whatever negative emotion you think of, that can start to come up because there are no boundaries. You're just saying yes to things. You feel like people are walking all over you and those negative emotions start to build up. And when that happens over time, usually it it leads to the end of the relationship in one form or the other, whether that is because you self-implode because you are so frustrated and can't take it anymore, or one day you snap and you explode and the relationship falls apart, or there's just a drop off of the relationship because you feel like you cannot meet the standards anymore. But when you draw a boundary, you're really saying, hey, I want to continue this relationship and these are my boundaries so that I can continue to maintain this relationship and feel happy and full and like myself and enjoy it. Otherwise, without that boundary, you are going to feel like other people are just taking, taking, taking from you and you're not saying yes to yourself. So boundaries really allow you to maintain relationships and they also build confidence because you are saying yes to yourself and you will also prove to yourself that when you draw boundaries, other people actually respect them. They respect you more And other people really value that too, because when we draw boundaries, we give other people permission to draw boundaries for themselves. And most people don't have boundaries because they were never taught to. It's never been modeled to them and or they don't feel like they have the permission to to draw those. But remember, it's about you. And this is also about knowing yourself and knowing what you can and can't handle and what works for you and what allows you to maintain the mental health that you want to maintain. I know boundaries can be very difficult for many people and we come up with excuses. I can't, I can't, she's my family, she's my boss. It's my best friend's boyfriend, my best friend's girlfriend. I don't care who it is. There's never an excuse. And if that triggers you and you roll your eyes, then you needed to hear it. There is always a way to draw some type of boundary, no matter who it is. And boundaries are really an act of love. They are really an act of love for ourselves and for other people because they allow us to continue relationships. And this grows confidence in so many ways, one of which is if somebody doesn't want to be in your life anymore because you draw a boundary, it teaches you that that person shouldn't have been in your life anyway, because if that person doesn't support you doing what you need to do to be the best version of yourself, then they are clearly not for you. And it's this feeling of Yes, I chose myself in this moment. It wasn't about that person. It was about me. I said yes to myself and that actually builds confidence. So it's all in how you frame it. So number four, a fourth way you can build confidence is by accepting compliments. A lot of people have trouble accepting compliments and oh, it is, it's painful sometimes to listen. Someone will try and compliment you and you might say, oh, no, no, I don't look good in this. Oh, I look bad in this. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not good at that. Oh, it's not that great. And I'm just like, can you receive this? Just receive it. It's just about being nice. Giving 
and receiving compliments builds your confidence. So the next time somebody compliments you, instead of feeling awkward and shy and trying to play it off, I want you to say, thank you. Thank you. I received that. It also doesn't make the complimenter feel great if you try to shrug off what they say or downplay what they say. They, they're they giving you a compliment because they want to be nice and they want to know that you're good at something or they want to point out some great quality that you have. And they're really just trying trying to be nice and give you a gift. And by shrugging it off or downplaying it or saying no, it's like opening a Christmas present and being like, oh, I don't like this. Receive it. Compliments are a beautiful moment to start accepting the great qualities we have. Sometimes it's easier for us to see it or hear it from other people than it is to start off trying to say nice things to ourselves. So when other people compliment you, you know, it's one thing to be cocky and be like, oh yeah, I'm great at XYZ. That's not what I'm talking about. And I'm also not talking to that person here, right? We're talking about how to grow confidence. If somebody is cocky, then they don't they don't need this advice anyway. But for the person who lacks self-confidence, for the person who feels really awkward when somebody compliments them and tries to kind of shrug it off or downplay it, or they dismiss it in their heads and they say, well, that person just wants to be nice. If it's a genuine compliment, then genuinely receive it. And then maybe think about it later and kind of reflect on it and realize, hey, I actually am really good at that and own it. You're not a bad person for owning it. I want you to own it. I want you to say, thank you. I accept that. I appreciate that. And know that other people do see your amazing qualities and they respect them and admire them. And that is not a bad thing. That's a great thing. So start accepting compliments and also start giving more compliments. If accepting compliments is hard for you at first, something that really helped me start to accept compliments because I used to feel really awkward and like embarrassed anytime somebody complimented me. But a way I started to get out of that was I started giving a lot more compliments and I started to realize how many people don't give compliments because people have this weird competition thing. It's just really juvenile. Don't get me started. So I started giving genuine compliments. Now I don't go around just complimenting people for the sake of complimenting them, but everybody has something amazing about them. And most people don't hear it. So whenever I have an opportunity to compliment somebody, I admire something about what they do. I appreciate something that they do, or I appreciate the way they are. I give them a genuine compliment. When you compliment someone, they can tell if you're saying it just to say it, you're saying it just to try and get on their good side or sweet talk them. That is just a waste of time. Giving fake compliments actually just hurts other people's sense of self-confidence because they can usually tell, but it will help grow their confidence when you say genuine, nice things to them. And it also grows your own. Being nice to other people helps us grow our own confidence and it helps us receive compliments more when we give genuine ones because we know that experience on the other side. And we can start to trust that when people say nice things to us, they are not bullshitting us. Moving on to number five change your self-talk. Okay. I say that like it's easy. It's not easy and it's not something that's going to shift overnight. This is something that brain rewiring can help with a ton. Just FYI, changing your self-talk is kind of an awkward process at first because first you have to be aware of your self-talk. A lot of people, even when they journal, they sugarcoat what they're saying. They're not even fully truthful in their journals. Changing your self-talk first requires you being radically honest about what your thoughts are, what you're actually saying to yourself, laying it all out there, good, the bad, the ugly, and then starting to kind of pick apart your thoughts and seeing what's true and what's not. It's very slow and awkward at first because it feels like, I mean, when you're really doing this work, it's like you're just always thinking about your thoughts, super meta, and almost everything that goes through your head or comes out of your mouth, you're like, hmm, how can I reframe that? So it's a lot of thinking about thinking and growing awareness and just being more conscious of what we say and how we think, which is, I mean, a long-term process. Self-talk doesn't change overnight. Let me be clear about that. And if you go into it thinking, okay, I'm going to change my self-talk and I want this to be done in a few months, then you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot because it's not going to happen like that. 
think of it as an ongoing process and really a habit change the same way it would be if you didn't brush your teeth and now you're deciding to brush them every day. It is ongoing habit change and I'm going to be totally honest. I don't think that changing your self-talk is something that is effectively done on your own. It is possible. It is absolutely possible. But if you really want to start changing your self-talk, I strongly recommend working with someone who has expertise in this area. This is where coaches come in, healers, therapists, any brain rewiring certified coach definitely will have you covered with this. But it is a much faster process and a more effective process when you have someone that you can be totally open and honest with and kind of just word vomit. And that person can help you really identify where those negative patterns are, where those came from and reframe things, shift things and start truly changing that self-talk. Because much of the problem is that many people don't even realize that what they're saying or thinking is negative self-talk. And that's where having someone else point things out to you can really come in handy and really helps to hold you accountable. And then, of course, there are plenty of things that we that we know is negative self-talk and working through that with someone else will just be much more, much more efficient, much more effective. But whenever you find yourself engaging in negative self-talk, I encourage you to catch it. And you can literally say, gotcha, gotcha. Now let me reframe that and then reframe it. Say something else. Either reframe whatever the negative thing was that you said and make it something more positive or show yourself compassion and shift your perspective and say something nice to yourself related to something else. There are a lot of ways to start working through your negative self-talk, but the way we speak to ourselves obviously plays a huge role in our confidence levels. And the way we speak to other people also is usually a reflection of the way we speak to ourselves. People who are nasty and rude to everyone around them, people who talk shit about other people and say really mean things about other people all the time, they're usually also saying really negative things to themselves. So if you don't know how to shift your own language first, then start with what you say about other people. And a lot of people don't realize that shit talking is like actually addictive. It's basically like a drug. There's all kinds of neuroscience behind that. But when you are used to using that kind of language around other people, then you tend to also see yourself from a very critical lens and vice versa. And usually it's really the other way around where it starts. You have really low self-esteem and you're really critical of yourself and then you start to see everybody else in a really critical way. So changing your talk is crucial for building your confidence. And I really encourage you to journal and just brain dump and don't sugarcoat what you think about yourself, but other people about the world. You cannot actually change your self-talk if you are not being honest about what you're actually saying to yourself or what you're actually thinking. So word dump it out. You can burn the paper later. You can throw it away later. You can cut it up. You can shred it. No one has to see it, but you have to be radically honest with yourself about what you're thinking and what you're saying to yourself so that you can then start to reframe it and change it and ask yourself, what is really true here? And also, what are the great things about myself? And can I tell myself that every single day? Can I compliment myself every single day? This is starting to get comfortable with saying nice things to ourselves being comfortable with receiving compliments like we talked about. This is all part of the process of changing our self-talk. We all know I am no stranger to lab testing. I spent a good portion of my life seeing doctor after doctor and getting all kinds of different labs done and paying for everything all out of pocket. It was very expensive and I also felt like I didn't really have very much control over which tests were being run and when there were certain tests I wanted to get done. It felt like I had to jump through hoops to make that happen. And now doing so many different experiments on my body with different diets, different supplements, different healing protocols, different biohacks. I really like to have metrics when I can and getting blood work done can be a great way to kind of track what's changing. And as a practitioner, I understand how frustrating it can be for my clients and also for other practitioners because I work with so many other coaches when the client wants to get testing done, but they don't feel like they have access and or for the 
the coach who knows the client wants to get testing done, but they can't run functional lab tests for themselves. And that's why I am so excited to be working with Let's Get Checked. I have been trying out their tests over the last few months, and I think that so many of you will benefit from their services. The mission of Let's Get Checked is to make professional health testing easily accessible to so many more people and make sure that people don't have to put off getting a test done because they don't want to or they aren't able to visit a healthcare provider. They have so many different tests that you can pick from. I recently got my cholesterol, CRP, and thyroid all tested. I wanted to see how those were doing after some of my recent diet experiments, but they have a whole host of different tests in addition to the ones I just mentioned. You can test your vitamin levels, your folate levels, your liver, your omegas, as well as your female hormones. They have a whole section dedicated to women's health testing and men's health testing. They also have a number of tests for sexual health. So this is really useful for making sure you're getting regular STD testing. If you are sexually active and you change sexual partners and you aren't getting regular testing, then that's something you really need to start doing. But they have a huge variety of tests and I just love how Let's Get Checked makes lab testing so easy to do and they just mail you a kit after you choose your tests online and there's next day delivery and then they give you really easy instructions so you can take the test from the comfort of your own home. You prick your finger and let the blood go into this little vial and then shake it up and mail it out and just so you know it does take longer than if you went to a doctor and had your blood drawn in in one you know two second swoop because you do have to wait for the blood to fill into this. It's not a big vial it's, it's a small vial. But I'm sure most of you are used to getting blood work anyway, so it probably won't phase you. So after you get the sample, then you just send it back. You use the prepaid shipping label that they provide, and then you get your results back in two to five days. It is super quick. And then once the results are available, you can download them, you can look at them, and they will also be reviewed by a physician. So a nurse will contact you for a consultation over the phone. And if you need any prescriptions, the physician can provide those for you. This is such an incredible resource to get lab testing done from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to jump through the hoops of trying to get them ordered by your doctor and also wait a long time for results. It's just a much easier process. So I'm really excited to be partnering with Let's Get Checked and to share this resource with you. And if you want to get some testing done for yourself, then you can head to trylgc.com wellness. And insert my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, for 20% off at checkout. Again, the link is trylgc.com slash wellness, T-R-Y-L-G-C dot com slash wellness, and use that code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, for 20% off. And I know a lot of people right now are looking for testing in an accessible and affordable way. So if you know anyone who you think would benefit from this resource, I highly encourage you to share this resource with them. Number six, the sixth thing you can do to start building your confidence is spend more time alone. There are some people who literally need to be around other people all the time. And they're usually people who don't have very much confidence and who have low self-esteem. It's like they need to be around other people to keep them occupied, to make them feel wanted, to make them feel loved, really just to make it so they don't feel alone. Spending more time alone and becoming really comfortable being alone and doing things by yourself gives you the opportunity to enjoy being by yourself and get to know yourself better. It's like dating yourself. And then you become more confident in yourself because you start to learn what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, what you're not so good at. And when you start to actually enjoy being by yourself, hanging out with yourself, then you can really start to realize why other people should enjoy being with you. I felt like for a long time growing up, I was trying to get other people to want to hang out with me. And then I hit a point where I was like, screw this, I don't even care. And I started just hanging out by myself. And then when I started really enjoying that and loving that. It was like people naturally just wanted to start hanging out with me more. And I didn't even necessarily really want them to because I got to a point where I loved being by myself so much, but they naturally did because I grew confidence and confidence is very attractive energetically. People naturally want to be around people with more confidence because they want some of that, right? 
If you are afraid to spend time alone, then this is usually something pointing to a lower sense of confidence. Nothing bad is going to happen to you if you spend time by yourself. We need to be really honest about what we are avoiding, why we don't want to be by ourselves. If we think that if we're alone, that no one loves us and really start to unravel that and realize that that's not the truth, but you are not going to be able to uncover things about yourself that will grow your confidence if you don't actually create the space and spend time alone. So start dating yourself, get to know yourself, take yourself out to your favorite places, do your favorite things. The more time you spend by yourself, the more confident you will become. And this is connected to what I was just saying. Number seven is surround yourself with confident people. We all know we are a combination of the people we spend the most time with or the people we listen to the most. It's very interesting how social media has changed (laughs) this whole dynamic. But what I was saying before about how people are energetically attracted to others who are confident. People just want to hang out with people who are confident because they want to be confident too. Because we know intuitively that we will be more like the people we spend a lot of time around. So if you're struggling with your confidence, I want you to really look at your circle of friends and who you hang out with the most and also who you listen to the most. And are those people who are actually very confident humans or are they also low in self-confidence and they have low self-esteem and they talk shit about other people and they say horrible things about themselves and they're angry and they're nasty and they self-sabotage, they're really pessimistic, whatever it is, if they are also low in self-confidence, and this could be a huge contributing factor to why you also have low self-esteem, that is being modeled to you. One of the fastest ways to start building self-confidence is to be around very confident people because you kind of have no choice but to start building confidence in yourself. And also when you are around confident people, they infuse confidence into you in so many ways. I mean, first energetically, like they are raising your frequency, but also because they usually just speak to you in a different way that allows you to build confidence. They have confidence in you, which allows you to build confidence in yourself. You are going to start picking up on that energy. They are probably going to compliment you, which will give you more confidence because you will receive that from somebody who is truly confident and you will rise. You will rise to that frequency because you won't want to be the only person in the group who is low in self-esteem. So if you want to become more confident, then surround yourself with confident people. Number eight. The eighth thing that you can do to build confidence is also related to who you surround yourself with, and that is to be friends with people who know the real you. A lot of people spend time trying to build friendships and just maintaining friendships with people who don't even know the real them. They know a version of you that you think they want. When someone is friends with you because you are acting in a way that you think they want you to act, you're acting in a way that you think will make them like you more then having that friendship does not build confidence in yourself because you feel like you have to be someone else other than who you are so that other people will like you. But if you show the real version of yourself, you are open about your natural personality, your likes, your dislikes, your strengths, your weaknesses. You are just unapologetically yourself, authentically yourself. Then the people who become your friends are obviously appreciative of you for you. They know who you really are. They love who you really are. And they want to be friends with you. And that's a great confidence booster. It definitely boosts my confidence to know that there are people who know the good, the bad, the ugly, all the dark sides of me and all the light sides of me and still love me. That really helps me grow confidence. When you are friends with people just out of convenience because you have mutual friends, you live in the same area, you work at the same place, you grew up together. It's usually a very surface level connection and you might realize that there are a lot of things you compromise on. There are parts of your personality you don't show. You act a certain way around this person and differently around that person. You only do certain things with this type of person and you avoid doing things with that person. It's like you're only showing segments of yourself to certain people and or you are putting on a facade for certain people to maintain that relationship and keep the peace. Those aren't real friendships. I'm just going to tell you that straight up. And having those types of relationships where you're not being yourself is a great, a great way to really lower your self-esteem because you are basically just telling yourself that you're not good enough. You are telling yourself subconsciously 
that your personality isn't good enough to get friends by showing the real you, so you have to be someone else. I mean, if that's not a kick to the ego, I don't know what is. When you show your true self and people become friends with you for your true self, you grow the confidence that you are enough because you are enough. You grow the confidence that people will love you for you. And the people who see the real you, every side of you, will appreciate who you are and what you provide to this world, type of friend you are. And throughout the course of that friendship, it will become clear to you what they appreciate you for. Sometimes that's directly, they tell you, sometimes it's indirectly, but it builds confidence when you show someone your true authentic self. They love you and accept you. They want to spend time with you. They trust you. They share things with you and you're just being you. That is a great way to prove to yourself that you can be confident in who you are and you should be. It's just about providing more and more proof to your subconscious. Now, moving on to number nine, the ninth thing you can do to build self-confidence is to be open to hearing different viewpoints. This is about being willing to say you're wrong, to be willing to apologize, to be willing to hear new perspectives and not just try and stand our ground for the sake of standing our ground and try and prove a point. And this is the opposite of what a lot of people think. A lot of people think that it shows confidence to just dig your heels in the ground and say, nope, this is my opinion and I'm not changing. That's not confidence. That is fear. That is fear that somebody else's perspective or way of thinking is going to cause you to waver and you don't even want to hear it. When you are really confident in who you are and your opinions and your perspectives, then you are open to hearing other people's points of views because you know you can defend yourself if it comes to that. But you also know that you're open to change because if your sense of self-confidence is rooted in being right about things, that is fake confidence. It's not real confidence. And the more you realize that you're never going to be right about everything, and it's actually totally okay to change your opinion, to learn new things, and just when you fully accept that being a human is this constant process of evolution and growth and learning and discovery, it's a huge relief. It takes a huge weight off your shoulders. You don't have to worry about being right anymore because you realize it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. The concept of right and wrong is so (laughs) third dimension and... As you raise your frequency, when we get to higher frequencies, there isn't this concept of right and wrong. It's just, it's moving forward, moving into what feels good. And I'm, I'm not talking about like morally right or wrong. I'm talking about, is this the right decision? Even just like knowing information and being so caught up in, I know the facts and this is how you do it. That is a really low frequency way to think and just a great way to put a lot of unnecessary pressure on yourself but really rooted in lower self-confidence. Being confident is being open to different viewpoints and being open to change, being open to growth. And this is also a level of humility. I truly believe that humility and confidence go hand in hand because as you grow your confidence, you realize that you don't need to prove yourself to anyone. And you're more confident with saying, I was wrong. You're more confident with saying, I'm sorry. You are more comfortable with saying, I don't know. And you are open to growth and change and learning more. So if you find that you are that person who always argues at the dinner table and you never change your viewpoint, you don't even want to talk to people who uh, think something different than you, I really encourage you to do some deeper work around that and figure out why you are so afraid to hear a different perspective or really entertain a different perspective. I mean, this is why I love to really research and educate myself on opinions that are very opposite mine and Doing that is something that really helped me grow my my confidence because I felt like I could have deeper conversations. I could ask better questions. I could be more confident in myself because my opinions felt more well-rounded. I grew confidence because I was learning more, learning about different ways of thinking, and I didn't feel so pigeonholed. And also just realizing that I'm never going to be right about everything and I'm always going to make mistakes, but I'm confident enough in myself that I will still love myself and other people will still love me and still respect me when I am wrong and when I make mistakes because I can own them. And when you have really low self-esteem, you can't, you can't own that. So if you are looking to build your self-confidence, I really encourage you to start being very open to learning about different perspectives, different ways of thinking, any opinions, beliefs you have that are very firmly held please look into the opposite side, the opposite viewpoint. This doesn't mean that you are going to change your viewpoint, 
The point is that you have explored the other side and look, I mean, if you're really confident in it, then you shouldn't be afraid to learn about the other point of view and hear the other points of view's arguments. Because if you really know what you're talking about, then it will probably only make you more confident in your opinion. So being open to different viewpoints, being able to admit when you're wrong, being able to say you're sorry, being open to growth and change and developing your sense of humility are very helpful for growing your sense of self-confidence. And on to number 10, the last thing I'm going to cover today is the most powerful step of all. And that would be to do shadow work and to rewire your brain. The shadow is the side of ourselves that we can't see. It's the, quote, dark side of the personality that usually is home to a lot of negative emotions or things we deem negative or, quote, bad. This can be things like greed, selfishness, anger, jealousy, desiring power. It's anything that we deny within ourselves, anything that we think is unacceptable, inferior, evil, that all becomes part of the shadow. And that is our disowned self. When we're young, we push things into the shadow because we think certain traits we have, certain emotions we feel are wrong or bad. And we really only want to identify with the positive traits. So we repress parts of ourselves. They become part of our unconscious. But this is something that we cannot eliminate. And it's something that comes up unconsciously and in the way we view the world, in our behaviors, and who we attract in. And it's not until we do our shadow work, we uncover the shadow, we start to face those sides of ourselves that we have pushed down or repressed, and we start to integrate that back into who we are, that we really find freedom and confidence. I mean, imagine that you have a really huge secret about yourself that you don't tell anyone and you're always paranoid that someone's going to find out about it. That's something that would definitely wreck your self-confidence, right? The shadow is almost like this very subconscious, huge secret, and it contributes a lot to our lack of self-confidence or our sense of strong self-confidence if we have done that shadow work. And there are many different ways to approach shadow work. For me, the most powerful has been brain rewiring and the process of rewiring your brain encompasses shadow work. So if you do brain rewiring, then you are doing shadow work. It is kind of all in one. So if you're a practitioner and you want to learn how to do shadow work, then when you go through our brain rewiring certification course, you will learn how to do this as part of the brain retraining and also work through things yourself. Because the shadow, that unconscious part of ourselves, informs many of our thoughts and behaviors. And this obviously comes from the neural pathways that we have created, starting from when we are young, that are reinforcing the way we think and behave and the feelings we have in our body. It's all linked together. And in order to rewire your brain, you have to dig deep and figure out those limiting beliefs, those deeper parts of the unconscious all kinds of things that are hiding in the shadow. You have to identify what's hiding there so that you can shift, reframe, integrate, and adjust the neural pathways or create new ones. So brain rewiring is kind of like the more scientific way of explaining shadow work, but this is where the true change comes from. It is doing the shadow work and integrating our shadow into the conscious part of ourselves. And rewiring the brain is an incredibly powerful way to get there. I've done all kinds of shadow work before, and it wasn't until I did brain rewiring that I really, really made shifts and made huge progress. It changed the way I saw the world. It changed what I was bringing in, and it gave me a huge sense of self-confidence because when you can face your shadow and integrate those repressed sides of yourself the negative emotions and behaviors and impulses, you actually learn to love yourself in such a deeper way. And you're so much more aware of the why behind why you do things and why you say things. And you really are taking back control of your reality. And that level of understanding and that ability to actually shift your reality by retraining the brain, changing the neural pathways, and 
facing all of that dark shit that you oppressed gives you so much confidence, so much confidence. So that's where I'm going to wrap up for today. Those are 10 very powerful ways to start building your sense of self-confidence. And I'm really excited to hear what you think about this. Please let me know which of these resonated most with you. I would love to hear your feedback. And of course, let me know if you want me to continue with this topic. If you have any questions related to it, please let me know. You can send them into podcast at christinaricewellness.com. You can submit them on my website, christinaricewellness.com on that podcast page. You can always leave a comment on my recent Instagram post or on the podcast Instagram wellness wellness podcast. You can post it in up level and the up level membership or on our Facebook page, wellness wellness podcast tribe. So I would love to hear what you think. I know confidence is something that a lot of people struggle with, and this is something that people struggle with their whole lives and a really big nuanced topic that I think should just be a continued conversation. So let me know what you think. Don't forget that enrollment is open for the Brain Rewiring Certified Coach Program. Just go to brainrewiringcoach.com and you can apply there. Enrollment is closing July 13th. 2020. So you definitely want to make sure you get your application in ASAP. And don't forget if you enjoy the podcast and you want exclusive behind the scenes content related to the show and my life, make sure you are following my secret Instagram account, wellness, realness crew. All you have to do to gain access to that account is request to follow and DM me a screenshot of your iTunes rating interview for this show to that account, DM it to Wellness Realness Crew. And when I get that DM and your request to follow, I will accept it and you'll get access to the page. That's going to be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next time.